It's the clearest of nights when the stars shine underneath the glow of the moon. That you realize that feeling inside of you exists. That there's more to life than the way you have been living it. If only a flicker of light that reminds you of the truth that burns inside of you. We all exist and come from the same seven stars that make up the me, the we, and, and the, the us. us. We are the road to remind you of this and hold your hand as you walk home. Hi, Skylar. Hi, Coco. Everybody's been waiting for us to record. Yeah, we've just trying to, rather than force ourselves to do podcasts, trying to really respect the energy of yeah. everything that's going on, where yeah. we've at, what we've got going on. Just, just that, witnessing, witnessing. We didn't put out the um, June energy report as a podcast because honestly, like, I don't even know what date we are, but we're halfway through June. It needed to just play out to get here. Sure, yeah. You know, and that was a, a, a big decision in in how we record things. So here we are. So June, how has it been for you? One of the big things I want to get right in on this is if you were to go back into, you know, September and October episodes of the podcast, you would hear that I had put out information that said we are ahead of time. We are seven to eight months ahead of time. We are seven to eight months ahead of time. And I kept repeating that and repeating that. And, you know, in the fall, program came on. And what exactly is program? This whole podcast is program breaking it down for all of you. Program is literally the chokehold that keeps you stuck in the stories, keeps you from living your best life, keeps you in mental illness, sickness, addicted to your own bullshit. Program literally looks like a robot that literally is attached like a like a Marvel suit almost outside of your body and you operate from the program of the suit. So in the fall, we were ahead of time. We were doing the program, we were debunking the program, we were seeing the program, and we started talking about the program here. And that seven to eight months ahead of time was so beautiful for those that were doing the work because it allowed you to now be able to do the internal work of the program that has now started in June so that your puzzle piece can kind of click together and you can fully live outside of the program. So on May 18th, the experiment ended and we talked about that previously, which means that the program no longer exists. Okay, so we could have done all the program work our whole entire lives, but if the program still exists, sorry, if the experiment still existed, the program could never fully be debunked. It could be debunked externally, and you could live your better human life, and you could control it externally, but internally, you still felt like fucking shit. Internally, there was still those missing pieces and those things inside of you, and you knew it no matter what. So now what has happened moving into the end of May into June fully is you're being hit with your internal program. And if you haven't done your external program, you're being hit with both. And that's why you could just feel off, fucked, crazy. Everything's kind of hitting you all at once because program debunking is here. Yeah. And yeah, now it's really the internal. Yes. So the program, I did this whole download and I'm going to read it. I posted it, but I feel we need to just break it apart here. So Skylar and I are going to really help you understand what our work is, what we're here to do. And I've been hearing in some of Skylar's mentoring sessions and I just love it. You know, everybody is like purpose, purpose. I want to be in purpose. And what is your line that you've been saying? What is your purpose? Your first purpose is to heal yourself. Exactly. Because you cannot heal anyone else. Or help, help or you anybody. Can't, you can't help anyone else if you haven't healed yourself first. So if you want to move into purpose work, if you want to get into that sort of intention, 
then you have to heal yourself. You have to be able to look at yourself and go within and see all those things because how else are you going to help someone else? Well, exactly. And here's the thing. There's the seven stars purpose who people will work alongside the, the seven stars and have their technology to be able to debunk the program and help humanity debunk the program faster. Then there might be somebody who literally is like, I just want to be a mom. I just want to be happy. And I just want to be happy. So you debunk your own program so that you're, you can be the best mom free of the program. That's your purpose. That's enough in this life. You know, maybe you want to be well, a gym you, owner. If, if you think about that, if it's enough in this life just to be free and to be happy. And truly, from the inside out, think about that. So yeah, that's, that's a lot. So if you can be truly happy and truly free and not have any of those narrations yeah. and those stories that are holding you back. Exactly. It does not matter if you have fucking $5 in your pocket or if you have $50 million in your pocket. Mm-hmm. That is so much more than what people have out there because it's not a monetary value no it's literally the the internal freedom freedom Freedom. what is everybody searching for relief and freedom but it's relief and freedom from the program okay so i want everybody to hear this as i read it in real time and then skylar and i will break it down what is program it was the desk remember the desk in your body your bones, where you wrote the plan, the blueprint of your life that exists inside of you. But you forgot it because when you were born into this body of form, you entered into a world that was program controlled. The program, it's a computer operating system that's only goal is to make you forget, make you feel so fucking crazy in your mind, you know that voice in your head and inside yourself, You will live a life searching to belong. Belonging creates a life outside of you. It creates a story that isn't true. And no matter how much you try to belong, to be, to follow everyone else, you feel like shit and cannot uphold it because it's not created and embodied from inside you. So what happens? You create a life that serves the program. The program feeds off your insecurities, wounds, and fears. It creates delusional narrations and stories to keep you in the program operating system and chasing everything and anything outside of you to avoid and cope with the addiction of the wounds, which onsets and keeps the program running and fueled. The program's fuel is your wounds. The wounds create your delusions, aka the voice that tells you the most fucked up things. The delusion is the program that keeps you in the wash cycle of wash, rinse, repeat, which is victim. Victim is your human triangle, which is victim, rescuer, and abuser. The program thrives and lives off this triangle. Your body creates all disease and mental illness conditions from the above. All is removed and all reverses when you remember you're more than the program. When you kill and remove the program, you release the chokehold and you don't need all the things externally to feel freedom and relief internally. For what is it you truly seek? Freedom, relief from the program. Only you can do this and it's never been easier. It's never been faster to do this because we ended the program and now it's our job to clean it up. So ask yourself, how do you want to feel? What is it you dream of? Because you can and will experience everything when you actually reach out beyond yourself to say, I see it, I feel it, how the hell do I remove this? And it's there that you realize the true blueprint of your life has turned on. That's really, really great. Isn't it? Yeah. Well, it just goes to show you how um, the cycle that the program keeps people in. Yeah. The the legacy wounds, the family wounds, mm-hmm. your Lineage, pers- yeah. the, all that your stuff. Your traumas. All that traumas mm-hmm. is to keep you in that same circle, that mm-hmm. same spin of like, why does I always get so far and then I fail? Mm-hmm. That's. Whatever your story is, you know, and and I'm just going to use some examples of some people's stories that 
um, have been circulating and mentoring, you know, and, and they're deep stories. Like there was somebody the other day that's like, I literally hear that I'm a fucking whore all the time. You know, I, you know, right down to personal feminine hygiene, you know, I, I feel like I'm a whore if I use, say, a tampon versus a pad. You know, there's people that have stories literally um, about their hair, about their bodies, about what they literally can or can't do because it's a constant fucking story. You know, my own program, I can't fucking walk hills. I can't fucking X, Y, and Z. It's crazy. It, it literally, the stories that we tell ourselves are so fucking up a level and such a, a chokehold that you don't realize until you do. And if you look at, you know, the essence of this, it's like the program literally creates a life, a, 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 it literally makes you feel crazy because you'll start living a life searching to belong. The program wants you to like, they're showing me like cattle corrals to get into your lane and your cattle corral and stay there and try so hard to fucking belong to that, you know, lane that you forget and lose yourself because then all of a sudden, what does it do? It feeds off your insecurities of trying to belong. It feeds off of your wounds and your fears, which then create this delusional narration, which Skylar, you really had a good one when you were debunking yours about like, I'm always alone. Yeah. Well, I mean like essentially what that all really, really is, is partners in pain. Yeah. I have to make sure I have, I don't want to say a miserable life, but I have things going on in my life. So I have something to talk about. Exactly. So that way I can hang out with my friend, with my family. Exactly. So that way we can discuss mm-hmm. my problems. So that way you can discuss your problems. Mm-hmm. We're never going to really solve any of them because that's not really what we're looking for. We're really just looking for to start the circle back over again. So when we leave there, we have something to talk about the next time. Well, it's it's the big story of like, oh my God, I'm going to have to end my relationship or my families or give things up or whatever. Nobody's saying that. But it's interesting the people that start to heal themselves that they don't even know their partners anymore because they're not sitting there talking about people, places, and things. You know, they don't know the friendships that they know anymore because they can't go out for for meals or eats or conversation with anyone because it's literally all the old gossip of people in high school or this and that. People get really, really, really triggered and sent by people who are starting to unwind their program because it means that you're leaving like our terms, like the family cult, the friend well, you're, cult. You're, you're, you're leaving the corral. You're leaving the corral. Instead, instead of being pushed up the chute. Exactly. And that causes other people to feel panic and afraid because what are you doing? Why are you leaving the corral? And that almost forces them back into that cycle that keeps them stuck in the corral. Yes, because they're so scared from their wounds to do anything different because what if they do and what if, quote unquote, this is wrong? That's the big thing is the program. And I had just done a download before we came on to record that said, you know, the program is repelled by anybody embodying life outside the program. The program is completely repelled by, you know, someone like us who debunks the program because it doesn't want you to know that you have this computer operating system running your show. It doesn't want you to know that. Hello, because then what do you do? You become this checked out AI. And on the download that I just wrote, it said, you know how AI is everywhere out in the world right now? Again, go back to all of our podcasts going back even a year and a half. We've been talking about AI. AI is here because you are one. If you are in program, you are an AI. You just can't physically see it. AI is checked out in a box, do the lines, and me and Skylar have had so many conversations about being here in Greece and feeling and seeing the life of Greece versus North America. And North America is straight up AI, like war zone. Well, I mean, really what we're doing is we're seeing the The freedom, the North American AI programming in comparison to the European programming. Yeah. And how things are done here versus how things are done there. And not saying that one is better than the other, but it really starts to pinpoint and you can start to see the holes in how we were raised and what we were taught and how we lived. Mm -hmm. 
And also the fear, not that there isn't fear in Europe, absolutely there is, but in North America, the fears are very, are they're packaged very differently and very strongly to keep you not questioning. Like just now, for example, we stopped at a fruit market and when we we're paying, there was like vats, like big, huge bins of, you know, pickled olives, pickled um, shiitake mushrooms, pickled this, pickled that. And I got in the car and I laughed at Skylar. I'm like, isn't that fucking crazy? Like in Canada, that would have been absolutely no fear fucking central packed in a package like AI little factory heaven fucking forbid you eat anything that is not controlled you know not controlled so the program does not like logic okay so the program wants to literally tell you a story and then it wants you to grab onto it and have a whole dance Okay, it doesn't want you to question it. It doesn't want you to look at it. You know, Skylar's favorite thing, why? The program fucking hates that. So I was talking to somebody last night in DMs and they were like, oh my God, I'm so sent about, like I let my credit card go months ago or whenever it was. And now, you know, the creditors are calling and now I'm realizing that, you know, I'm actually fucking scared and all this. And I said, okay, what are the facts here? So her story to me is like, oh my God, somebody's going to hunt me down. Some, I'm never going to be able to leave Canada. You know, somebody's going to fucking go into my bank account, all the things. And I'm like, what are the fucking facts? And she's like, I actually never even went to the fucking facts because I actually don't even know the facts to even debunk the facts. I just sit in the story and start spinning and then create the fear and then the chokehold and then you check out and wash, rinse, repeat. And then you're in this human triangle, a victim, rescuer, abuser, all because you never sat down and was like, okay, I inherently wanted to, to let my debt go. Okay. That's a choice that inside of me, I feel is right. What are the fucking facts here? So when you add logic to the program, it dismantles the program. Well, when you start to question it. Exactly. You have to start. Program doesn't want to be questioned. Yes, you have to start questioning the story that you're telling yourself to find the facts which goes back to, I don't know how many podcasts it was when we talked about um, being in a courtroom. You have mm -hmm. one person that's the prosecution, the other person that's the defense, and both sides present a case and you have to rule on the decision. That's finding the facts. That's debunking the program. And that's finding the truth within the story. And that's doing the work. And, you know, I had a really good session the other day with somebody. When just before we get too far along. I just want to interrupt you. But sometimes the facts just have to be, I know this doesn't make sense, but I know it's right. Yeah. Because we can't get stuck in the logic of things too much because we don't necessarily... Well, the logic always, is programmed. We can't always understand everything logically. Sometimes mm -hmm. we have to have belief. We have to have faith. That's where the spirituality part of all of this really starts to come in. Yes, there can be facts that you can use to debunk the programming and what's the truth of things. But then sometimes there is just the faith in the spirituality. Well, I'm going to use of, an example of that so people are clear. Okay, so there is the creditor fact, like just actual fact. And then there's like the, you know, me and Skylar last year when we get into program trying to grab and be like, okay, hey, this is it. We're never fucking going to Corfu. Like this is it. We're living in Airbnbs. We're going to have to go get another place here. It's never happening. So we didn't have facts in that moment. We didn't have fucking actual facts that we were going to end up in Corfu. What he's showing you is, but we knew inside of ourselves, we knew inside of it from the feeling, we knew inside of it from the work that we had been embodying. That was our facts. So when the program would try and grab us and be like, it's never happening, we're losing it, we're crazy, all that stuff, because then it could get us into another whole human triangle fucking spin, we would look at each other and be like, and what fucking option is there? Like we, and obviously there's options and choices every fucking day of our life. But when we sat and looked at each other in the eye inside of our body, it's like, there is no other option, but to sit here and live our life until it is asked of us to go to Corfu. That's what he's talking about. So it's like all the people, when you're debunking your program, being like, nothing's changing. I haven't changed all those stories. I'm never gonna, you know, be in quote unquote purpose and purpose 
again, heal life free from the program, you have to go inside yourself in that moment, like Skylar saying, and being like, what do I know to be true here? Because the program is trying to get you to doubt. The, tr the program is trying to get you to shut down. The program is trying to get you to feed all the insecurities and fears. So when I segue and say, this is doing the work, it's that fucking easy. And you said that to me, Skylar, a few weeks ago when we were, you know, watching everybody start, you know, melt into this June energy. You're like, it's almost so fucking easy that people want to make this hard. Well, I mean, if you just look at that own, that whole language of like, I'm never going to be in purpose. Nothing has changed. Mm -hmm. That is your ego telling you the story ego is the program to hold you back exactly because to distract you to keep you in that spin you are getting into purpose you are healing and lots has changed the problem is is that we our oh. metric for measuring change needs to change yeah yeah we can't go on Take the, that in. we can't go on the outside of things in the external yes I, as I have been revamping the website, I got the, you know, the download to, you know, ask people for before and after pictures. And I posted some on my um, account and some people were pinged and then they did their own work to look at it. And that is exactly what Skylar's saying. The metric of change needs to change because the program's like, oh, well, her hair is is dyed. Everything externally looks different. Da, 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 da. So if you don't have that journey, then fuck it. You didn't change. That's what your program wants you to say. You know, people were looking at their before afters being like, oh, I feel like I was purtier in my before. And I'm like, what about your before was purtier? Oh, well, I was skinny. And I'm like, yeah, program. And it's like, when you go onto the website, as you can see, I'm working on it right now, there's already before and after pictures up there. Go look, go feel. You know damn well that there's change with those people. Yeah, for sure, externally, some people's are drastic, but some people's, you know, their external might not be this huge, huge, huge thing, like say my before and afters, but it's fucking felt. Even Skylar's pictures up there and, you know, his hair might look a little bit different and stuff, but there's a genuine energy and feeling and a freedom in him compared to the left picture, which he's in the chokehold of the program. And I just, I want to repeat that over again, that Skylar just said, our metric for change needs to change. It, it truly does. It's like the scale. You know, we want to look at that number to see what our weight is, but that metric for change needs to change. I don't know if that's a very... Well, seriously, because yeah, you I'm just literally, saying, like, like, I could go look at the scale right now and be like, oh, you're 200 and whatever pounds. I don't fucking know what I am. I haven't weighed myself in years, but that's probably what it's going to say. And I could sit here and be like, oh, I haven't changed. I'm like, I have certainly changed. The number has gone up, but I'm the most free I've ever been. The program, especially if you have a fat program or an outwardly external program, you're going to look at that number on the scale and be fixated on it because if it's not 130 or 100, whatever your number is, then you then nothing has happened. The problem is no matter what that number is, you're never going to be happy. Until you do the work to debunk the program. Yes. Because so you it doesn't have, matter yeah. if you go from like, you know... 200 pounds to 130 pounds, you, you will be like, yeah, I have lost a bunch of weight, but I'm still not happy. Oh my God. Everybody knows that fucking dance. Everybody knows that fucking dance. You and I have had so many conversations about that in recent months about, you know, four years ago when we were quote unquote, the fittest of our fucking lives, but we literally, you were dead from pushing yourself. I was fucking fixated and ruminating and not free at all in a complete fat program. How many of you relate with that? You look at your fucking pictures all the time. You go back to when you're 20 and you're like, God, I looked so good. Or, oh, I thought I was so fat. You know, and I remember one thing that you said to me and I'm going to share it. And I love it so much is I remember when I was going through, you know, the early days of my work and I was getting rid of these fucking jeans that I had been hauling around for God knows 10 years plus, you know, dreaming about when I wanted to, you know, wear these jeans again. And I came out to the kitchen and I held the jeans up to you. And I said, do you think I should like hold on to these, you know, when I lose weight or whatever and da, da, da. And then you looked at me and you said, why is it that you feel that that version of you at 21 or 22, when you wore those jeans is better than the woman standing across from me now. And that like makes me emotional 
because it's so true. It's like, why the fuck was I obsessed with that period of my life because I could fit into those jeans? But the woman who had externally accomplished so much at that time, you know, X, Y, and Z was worse than that version of me. And that's the program for all of us is we're never going to be happy. We're never going to be free until we question ourselves and realize that we have done so much and we have to have all the failures. We have to have all the pain. We have to get to the basement of rock bottom, whatever that looks like for us to go through the door that sits inside of us. And the door inside of us removes us from the program. So, you know, that, that is a catalytic thing. I want to touch on the experiment existed so it could see who would give into the program. And if you look at it, majority of us did. It was a whole beautiful well, the, process. The program ran for a super, super long time. So it's not like it was like a month or a year or a decade or even a hundred years. It was a super, super long time. Yes. And that so the lineage experiment just... has been running because it's has taken up to this point for us to gain all the knowledge and the information to do the internal 1% through lifetimes mm -hmm. to finally end the experiment. Yeah, and and we've come back into different bodies and different experiences to come into the experiment knowing that we were going to gain information to get to this lifetime to apply it. So really, really feel that because you didn't just fucking get born right now at this period of time if you didn't know what you were doing and what you were gaining in the experiment. And it goes back to the old work of, you know, the handshakes and the hallways and the tunnels. Like nobody could have ever known that we were meeting each other to debunk this experiment and to debunk the program. So it's like all those like, I know you, you know me, we're not going to fucking talk, but who are you? What are you learning over there? What am I learning over there? And we're going to come back, we're going to come back and we're here, you guys. And that's how the June energy report opened up. You're alive, you're here, you made it. You're alive, you're here, and you made it. And that is a catalytic thing. And so before I go into the energy report, I just want to talk about a few more things. In the program, if you repress it, you empower it, okay? If you repress it, if you shove it down, if you avoid it, if you don't look at it, you empower it. So big conversations in mentoring this month is been people have been like, I actually am realizing I haven't been doing fucking shit. And what that really means is you know it. It's that favorite line of Skylar's that he fucking program. He, he, you know, we saw it in our daughter years ago. And it's, I know, I know, I know. If you know it, why aren't you debunking it? If you see it, why aren't you doing something about it? And that is called repression. You just are fucking literally lying to yourself. You're literally like, I'm seeing my program but I'm doing nothing about it. And here's the thing, we've talked about this a lot, is you have to have the experience and then you fucking do better. And I'll use me in real time. Yesterday, we went for, we ended up going for a hike, okay? We, had, we were moseyed around in the car, we ended up at this beautiful area and we got out. I hadn't drank in a lot of water, all these factors, it doesn't really matter, I was aware of them. But we went and we started to do this hike. And then I looked at Skylar and I was like, I, first of all, a girl said, good luck. So then my program started to hit me being like, e, we probably shouldn't go down here. And I'm like, no, I feel really good. Let's keep walking. And he had stopped me probably what, five, 10 minutes in. And you're like, this is a point of like, should we turn around? Should we keep going? And I said, no, I feel really good. I think I'm okay. And then I stopped a few minutes later and I said, oh, I'm psyching myself out. Like maybe we should turn around. I, th I think it's going to be all uphill. My body knew and I didn't listen because I was really, really, really feeling how beautiful it was. And I just wanted to go a little bit farther. Long story short, we, we had the whole journey and then we made our way back up, which was straight up hills for me. And I didn't have any narrations and I actually didn't go into program, which was huge for me. I just had to work on my breathing and I was really um, quite spent when we got to the top. Okay, so we get in the car and Skylar's like, in hindsight, 
we probably shouldn't have done that today. We weren't prepared. We didn't have the water. We didn't have all the things. Now, that's an example of having a fucking experience and having the awareness of all the things during the experience where maybe program was coming on, maybe we were just, you know, so excited, whatever the case may be, and doing better the next time, but actually doing something about it next time. Well, I mean, you're even jumping further down the road than what I would I would say is if you look at that um, time of you walking up the hill or how before you would have gone into such a victim yeah. narration about that that you can't do it. He's just so fat, just so out of shape and he just sucks and you just hate this. Yeah. And I would have abused you. And that would have been yeah. a hike we would have been prepared for, like with water, with yes. food, with all of the things. Now Which you, also would have psyched up my program too. Yes. Yes. And now what I'm saying is like you could do that walk and say I wasn't very successful mm-hmm. because you did wind up with like a little bit of a headache and kind of wiped from it. Yeah. But you did that walk unprepared. Mm-hmm. So the program's got nothing next so, time. So were you unsuccessful? Yeah. Maybe you didn't exactly reach where you wanted to be. But you were successful in the fact that like there was less of a narration. Yes. Was less of a turmoil. Yes. Less of a Because trouble. I've actually been doing something about it. I haven't been repressing it. Since I found out this Hill program like two months ago, I have been doing something about it. So this applies to everybody and whatever it is, you know, whatever your stories are, what the fuck are you doing about it? The longer you repress it, the more you ignore that door inside of you to do something about it. So one of the main things that I've really watched and witnessed this month is we have to apply the things that we have learned, okay? Your body knows when you're about to do something wrong. An act of knowing, otherwise it's a mistake. If you actively go against when your body knows, then you are wrong. And I'm going to repeat that so Skylar can break that down because this is a huge, huge information. We need to apply the things that we have learned. Your body knows when you're about to do something wrong. It's an act of knowing. Otherwise, it's just a mistake. If you actively go against when your body knows, then you are wrong. I've got two examples, and I was thinking about this. I was going to try and share this somehow in kind of a, a long way around, but i got two examples I would like to use this for. Yeah. Um, the Giggle Maps. Yeah. We've had this conversation where they send us on, like, the wildest of goose chases all over, all over town, and you can use this even in fucking North America and whatever city you're, you're visiting in at any time. You don't really know or pay attention because then you rely on the AI Google Maps mm-hmm. to tell you which direction to go, mm-hmm. right? How many times have you been driving and it's like, huh, I'm pretty sure we go like left here and that'll get me there. But Google Maps has got you going right and taking you 15 kilometers out of the fucking way. Yeah. I mean, that has happened numerous times here mm-hmm. where it's like, well, that's really interesting. That's not the way that I would have gone. But okay, like that our body told us. But we'll trust Giggle Maps. Yeah, which is crazy now in real time that you're yes. saying that. And now when we start driving around the island, it's like we turn. Okay, we know where we are now, and yes. we start trusting ourselves yes. a lot more. Yes. yes, there is a time and a place to use Giggle Maps. Yes, and I will admit that. But you also there's also a time and a place to really start trusting yourself to making those decisions because you know where you're going. Yeah, your body knows it. You feel it. Like you're like, I feel I should turn left. You actually feel it. And then you listen to the map and you go right. And then all of a sudden in our journey, we can really talk about this. I get super frustrated right away because if I would just shut the fucking map map off and trust myself and go left. I could get us where we need to go. Truly, I could because I can see where we've already been. And that is a really good example. And that applies to so much in your life. When your body, when you feel it, you should have said something or you should do something or whatever the case may be. And you go against it. Literally. It's not a mistake. That is doing something wrong. And here's another example I'm going to bring up. And I feel like it might be uh, relative to some people or maybe it's very, very niche content that very few people can actually apply to. Do you remember when I was mel- uh, taping my mouth to sleep at night? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I'm glad you're laughing at that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole purpose of that, we'll just touch on it briefly here, is to keep your mouth closed. So that way your mouth doesn't dry out. Better breathing habits. 
breathe. You're supposed to sleep better taping your mouth shut. But why are you taping your mouth shut? To keep your mouth shut because you can't keep your mouth shut when you're sleeping. That's what you're telling yourself. Yeah. So how did they do it before? How did the Neanderthals sleep at night with their mouth closed? They didn't have tape. They just did it. So now imagine now, you know, you have the option of A, relying on the tape to keep your mouth closed. That way you don't have to think about it. Or B, you could just, you know what, I'm sleeping, decide in your head, I'm sleeping in your with, body. In, in my your body. body. Yes. I'm sleeping with my mouth closed. Yes. And practice that skill yes. of being like, I can sleep with my mouth closed rather well, that's than. That's how powerful we are. Well, rather than relying mm-hmm. on the tape. Now, I know that's very niche, no, but that's but just another com- one of those just things. Just to that's add great. on to that, it's like, how many times have we gone to bed at night and we're like, we better set an alarm because we have to get up at seven or eight? But if you just tell yourself, and trust yourself, you'll get up at fucking six. Oh my God. I remember like, um, being you know? early teens or somewhere in high school and being like, I have to be up at, at five o'clock. So two plus three is five. You know, four plus one is five. Got to be yeah, up well, at five o'clock. And your I was body to programming, feel it. programming my head to waking up at five o'clock. And then I would wake up the next day, probably at like well, four thirty. He was. I love his language. I was programming my head. No, he was pro. He was. I hate the word programming, but he was. He was programming his body. He was overriding his computer system that was wanting him to rely on something externally, because we really are that powerful. We really don't need all the external things. And it's like, you know, program feeds on your fears and insecurities, which we talked about. The longer you stay in program, the harder it will be. The program has one goal, has one goal. It's to just destroy you and the world around you. Yeah, it's to hold you back. Mm-hmm. Because how many people have the narration, oh, I'm bad at math. Yeah, to me. But how many people just right away just pick up a calculator to do the math Rather than just like take a moment to practice well, even that skill of saw, adding things up. Well, yeah, I just saw this the other day in session, Skylar. Somebody is, you know, um, coming out of a, a mom program and they need to decorate their house to align with who they're becoming. And we in their session, I took them in or they took themselves into a timeline and they had a beautiful piece of artwork above their couch and they created that. And she cried and like it makes me emotional to even talk about it because it's like how many fucking dumb ass fucking stories do we live like i can't paint i can't do this i can't fucking decorate i can't do whatever it's like who told you that the program to keep you dim well here's what's funny if you look at modern art a lot of the times it's it's slapping slapping (laughs) shit around yeah and you you can do that i've been watching (laughs) the ones on tiktok with the plaster you know the where you take when I don't know, it's plaster. Is it called plaster? Concrete in the bucket from Home Depot, and you put it on the little like thing, and it dries. Okay. Uh, no, I have no idea. I know there's that thing where they hang the paint from a bucket and they yeah, swing it. Yeah, like all those things, you know. And that's not even them painting. That's exactly, them just like but like the greatness of, of this world is unearthed when you go beyond the program when you literally just the greatest ideas of the world were people who listened to their downloads that's truly that's the fucking pool noodle like yeah they oh like take that in that's a pool noodle you know in my life the 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 uh, the fixation on me was how did i know how to design how did i know you know the trends that were coming or whatever because i would get downloads and i actually just fucking listened I actually listened and that, how did we even get here? How did I fucking, you know, lead this ship to four years into the new where we are right now? Because I've listened, you know, I went against my program that told me I was fucking crazy and told me that it was impossible and told me all the things because we, we are so amazing and we have so much greatness. You know, the shit me and Skylar are seeing just in Corfu alone, we're like, fuck, humans are unreal. When they let their light shine through, the things that they design, the things that they're, you know, birthing out of them is because you're overriding the program that's telling you no. And that is a trapped state of being and it's a horrible way of life. And if you're wondering if you have a program, if you feel shitty on any fucking level or you would deem that your life or your childhood or anything was bad or... 
anything like that. You don't need to worry about the program. You are the fucking program. If you are even slightly out, even a little bit consciousness out of it, you will start to see the program. So if you look at yourself individually, if you're someone who has done the work with us, when you first started, we all make jokes about it. No one could have ever handled the fucking program. So anyone who is feeling our work and coming to us now, they don't, they don't do any program work because you, you, we have to get you out from the bottom of the fucking sea at the bottom of the grave. So if you're fucking terrified, don't worry. You're not doing program work until you're ready. And we have the technology to help dig you up unearth it, you know, without you having to go back into things. You know, if I was to use Skylar as an example, it's like his program in his family for sure wants to feed off of the childhood trauma. That's their narration. That's their bullshit. That's all that. Skylar's healed and worked through that, not because he had to sit and talk therapy and relive it. The technology removed it by him just saying yes and laying there and it getting fucking unearthed. That's the power of what we're able to do because we know how to go into the computer system and reverse it all without you having to fucking actually talk about it. Because none of that shit fucking matters. It's the program work that unearths it, but we have to help you get from the bottom up first. Our life is going to be great. It's, it, there's a paradigm shift that is happy, which has now removed all of once was. And, you know, last week somewhere, this energy kind of came through and it was like, this is the beginning of the rest of our lives. And if you look at the journey that has gotten you here, okay, that's now the backstory. And I know I talked about it with you, Skylar, and I was like, you know, with our house that we're working on getting and stuff, I'm like, it, yeah, feels a lot like, say, Oakview in a sense, but what if it's the new and the correct and the, the beginning of it all? Because we have so much experience now to relay the similar energies. If you feel you have so much experience and so much backstory to do things differently, to do things differently now and to live, to live your, um, your your best life well i mean we're always going to need food so how can we change our story around food because you're always going to need to eat you're always going to need some place to live chances are you're always going to have some type of quote-unquote job whether that's purpose work or you're playing out in density how can we do things differently how can we change the intent of our day-to-day actions so we can live free and we can live out of that program yeah and living free is not being a victim anymore. So the question that I really want everybody to ask themselves is what do you gain from being a victim? If you're a victim, it goes back to the cattle corral, you gain belonging and pity. Just like Skylar said, it's partners in pain, you have that belonging and pity. What does belonging do? It takes you away from yourself. The moment you want to belong, you change yourself and you lose yourself. If you want to live a conscious life, victim keeps you away from it, period. And that's where we're moving. When you have attention from anything outside of you, it makes you an addict to your own fucking wounds and program. And it releases a chemical in your brain. So notice when you when people go into episodes or they have addictions, it's because they're seeking something outside of them to make them feel like they belong. Everything, um, everything in this world is teaching us to consume something externally, but you can do it yourself. And I'm gonna end this podcast by reading the energy report, but I'm breaking it down in reverse. So everything alive, look at our lives, is like take this supplement, take this pill, take this, take that, so that you are sustained outside of yourself. But I had somebody this month who was like, I am having a reaction on my body. Do you know what it could be, Coco? And I said, what are these supplements that you're taking? And she was like, fuck, I I have been having a hard time taking these supplements. I don't even feel like taking these supplements, but I've been told to take them because of X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, isn't that fucking crazy? Like none of us have ever stopped until we do to question why we're doing it because somebody above us or somebody smarter than us, we're trying to belong to a system that's not even us. 
when we can heal and manage our and regulate our own body and our own system stop feeling stop feeling into the program use the logic and you will feel the inside faster than you realize so when you stop feeding into the program use the logic and the facts of the bronket you will start feeling inside the last thing i want to say about this all is the world in the last three years if you look back in the last three years okay go back to january 2020 okay because that's there was a big energy thing that happened on january 20th i think it was then um tell basically right now we became the program we had to live in it and we had to see it and we had to move through it so if you look at the last three years the month you know two months before covid started go back put your life there and then put your life now and look at everything that you've witnessed everything you've walked everything you've experienced if you're in our world you know look at all the work we did living debunking reversing learning experiencing the program notice the conversations the relationships everything the world seen as a whole became the program so now that has all shifted and it's still going to get messier out there because the experiment has now collapsed but that can start to explain um, what has happened um, things are going to be more uncertain and more unknown and we have to be okay with that because the this world is designed to foster fate and certainty is the opposite of that and I really, really, really love that. And I'm going to read that again. And maybe Skylar can share something before I go into the energy report with this, because this is what he talks about, about you have to have it. The program operates on certainty. Okay. It operates on linear. It operates on checklists. It operates on, you know, just being fearful, literally. Like save your fucking money till you're 60 and you retire and, you know, just be fear, fear, all the things. Okay. We have a whole slew of podcasts about that. We don't need to get into that, but you know what certainty is. The new, who you are outside of the program operates on uncertainty and more unknown. And we have to develop and be okay with that because this world and the magic in which it holds is here to foster fate and its fuel is our destiny. So if you literally cannot debunk a program and feel the uncomfortability, it's, you'll struggle. It's like me and Skylar were on Airbnb number 18 today since we've arrived in Corfu. That is the uncertainty and unknown in which we embody. And you can look at us and you can look at our life and think that it's so easy and we do it with grace and we do it with all the things, which we do. We do do it with grace and we do make it look easy because Skylar and I literally run into uncertainty and unknown. And then a side effect of that, a byproduct of that is the ease, is the magic. And that is what the new is and that is what freedom is because you live every single day not knowing what the what the day is going to bring the energy comes forth well i mean if we look throughout the course of human history and we start to look at that real lineage programming there has been a steady stream of survival yeah of lack of just trying to have enough yeah, to enough. just survive yeah. you know we have to have you know we can't have one kid we have to have as many kids as possible because their chances of survival are slim. The chances of us passing on our DNA and who we are increase with the more kids that we have, right? So if we want our line to continue, we have to have more. And if we have to have more kids, that means we have to have more food, more shelter, all of those things. That's the cycle that we have been in for such a long time is that constant struggle. But alongside that constant struggle, what is the other really driving force in human history? Beyond the need to survive, what has it been? Predictability. Spirituality. Okay. That's really what's been that driving force. Yes. Make an offer 
to the gods Mm -hmm. for a bountiful harvest or for a good hunt, you know? Give thanks for Mm -hmm. the deer that we've killed. Meet your dad in heaven and see... Yeah, the reason... Hey, behave because your ancestors are watching you, right? Mm -hmm. That's been the stream that has been... Or the current that has been flowing through that stream of predictability. Yeah. But the problem... If you do X, Y, and Z, you're going to... They're, everybody's focused on the afterlife. Well, it's not even so much the afterlife. It's we've walked away from that spirituality, that forgiveness yeah. and that, that trust and that we will be provided for. And yeah. because we've gotten more and more and more and more, and we've gotten more and more comfortable, but our desire to consume more and more, to have more and more mm-hmm. still drives us. We've just lost that ability to just trust that we'll have enough. Yeah, because, that when the harvest yeah, comes in, it'll be enough. Exactly. When the weather starts to turn cold, guess what? There's going to be enough game for us to survive. Yeah, when you want to buy the house, you know, you've been saying that a lot. It's like, you know, when we want to buy the house, the, the, the currency is going to appear, whether it be, you know, a million dollars or $30 million, whatever we need will be there. And to the outside looking in, they think that's absolutely crazy. But my question back is why? Why? Because the program tells you it's crazy. Well, I mean, if we keep using like the hunting example, we'll say like, well, you can't just like trust that there's going to be deer in the glade. Well, why can't we just trust? Exactly. Why can't we just make a little offering, a little quote unquote offering to the gods that we're going to find, why can't you know, a big pack of deer so we can get through the winter. And what are the offering to the gods? It's you inside of you. It's you going through the door inside of you, outside of the program and creating it. And try, and that's truly what's happening. And that's where the program has grabbed it and twisted it. Exactly. It's made it a, an external deity exactly. for you to look at. Exactly. So that way it's not, that. it's not me who's able able to do all this exactly. it is someone else exactly. and i don't believe it i mean right now a lot of the world's like i don't believe in that someone else but here's the problem you also don't believe in yourself yeah and if you believed in yourself you would realize that you are far more powerful than you gave yourself God, credit for yes. and you can create your own reality you can create the deer literally you want the deer to hunt they will appear So with that, I'm going to read the June energy report. And I love this format that they got us to go on, which was really talking about the energy report um, before the energy report came out. So I'm going to read it and then we're just going to touch on it briefly and, and leave you guys to sit with that. So June, when we were kids, you bought a small bag and we called it Pop Rockets. And when you put them into your mouth, everything pop fizzled and you felt the sensation that lit you up. It was the rockets in your mouth, and we giggled and laughed as we felt the difference between our tongues without the feelings to the overwhelming feeling now on our tongue. No matter who you are, how old you are, if you experience this at any time in your life, you have never forgotten the feeling of how your tongue felt when it became alive with the rockets. The feeling has never left you. Take that in. And so here you are, wide open, standing on a cliff, standing on the edge of the sea, standing wherever you are as the tongue that is now feeling the rockets and majority are in shock. Shock has turned many bodies into a frozen state, has onset the program. It's causing the body to really be like, oh shit. And you will notice exactly what choices you made to experience the awareness now. And it goes like this. You're here, you're alive, and you made it. You're here, you're alive, and you made it. Now, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to live in a program? Feed the pain, feed the drama, feel the pressures outside of you, be a victim abuser and rescuer of your own life, blame, chase the never-ending dollar sign. The list is endless of the external feeds that will cause you to avoid the me and the I. And so it begins this month, right away, as you can imagine, a box, which we'll call you, has opened up and inside is a beautiful propeller airplane. And the propeller is you. The airplane is your body of form. And when you finally realize and accept that inside of your airplane is run down, is old, and serves the worst food on the planet, 
you will see how much you live in an external program that tells and sells to you to keep you, the airplane, externally alive and well so that it can never, ever, ever trust and run itself. The airplane runs on anything and everything external. The propellers don't even move until one day they do. Then you become the magic, the truth, the generator of your own life that runs off the sun, the moon, the bliss, but most of all, the feeling like the pop rockets on your tongue. That's the fuel, you. When you trust yourself, when you surrender, when you fucking heal, the propeller moves. The fucking propeller that you forgot you had moves. And don't you see, the propeller only moves when you override the airplane's computer program that kept it running off of everything external. The program has told you and kept you in a chokehold your entire life that the propeller didn't work. It was old or that it didn't even exist. Because who wants a prop plane when you can have the shiniest plane in the sky? For don't you see the jet keeps you chasing it, keeps you stuck in the program's loop where the propeller just glides. It moves when it needs to, not when the program tells it to. And when it moves on its own accord, it hits the light from the sun and the moon and it fuels itself and itself creates beyond what you can even compute because it doesn't need the external. It needs the only thing that light has ever needed, sun, water, and starlight. And so when you see that everything you need was always inside of you by removing the program that causes every single thing, the life you have always wanted, knew it existed from the very first time you put that pop rocket on your tongue, collides and the propeller turns on. And you will see and experience the month of June. It will show you all you have walked, avoid it, or walked until now to see the billboards that consumed you all last month. It's a pivotal space. It's that month when if you do, if you put your head down and your ass up and you do the fucking work or actually begin, you will wake up and the date will say July 1 and you'll see exactly what the fuck having a propeller that is turning on actually means. And this sets the flag in the sand as the foundation of the why this month, this energy begins everything. And we mean everything absolutely new. That's great. That's great. So I've got two different types of imagery for this here. So we, if we go with the airplane imagery, um, lots of people are flying around and let's call them, we'll call them gliders. Okay. There's a propeller on the front, but they've forgotten about it. Yeah. Love so that. what so what they're doing is they're flying and they're trying to find invisible air currents to get lift. Okay. So now imagine now you're in an, a glider and you would go up and down. Yeah. How many people's lives is just up and down? We get a hot air pocket and we get lift. Yeah, they're not even in a jet. God, that's, that's they're not even in a jet. Yeah. That's then you rough. have other people who yeah. are in a jet who are flying around and be like, oh, we need to land because we need fuel. Yeah. Right? So the propeller is lit by the, is energized by the sun, the moon, and the stars. So you can coast like a glider, right? Mm -hmm. But you don't necessarily need all of those hot air pockets to keep rising mm -hmm. because you have other ways to stay up. Mm -hmm. That's what you're forgetting. Mm -hmm. You don't have to land to refuel your plane and you don't have to struggle to find all these hot air pockets mm -hmm. to give you rise or lift. Because you can reach over there, turn the knob, and your airplane will fire up and you can give yourself lift when you need to. But then when you start to get tired or you start to, you can turn it back off and then you can just coast. Mm -hmm. There's an ease about it. I love that. That makes me emotional. And what's coming to me is how does that get developed is you're able to have conversations within yourself. You're no longer checked out from the program, which is causing everything to be external. You're so aware, which turns into conscious of yourself. You're able to hear your narrations, feel your body and do something about it. That is how the airplane can essentially, like Skylar said, glide. Well, here's a really good real world example. And it's one of my favorite subjects or one of my favorite person's favorite subject, sailing. When you're sailing, 
You've got to trust with the wind. Yeah. You go kind of like wherever the wind kind of pushes you. Maybe not in the direct direction you need to go, but it'll send you in that general area. But guess what? Sometimes the wind doesn't blow for days on days on end and you just sit there mm-hmm. and you float and there's nothing to fucking do on a, on a boat. And you have to but sit, sit with th- yourself. And you have to sit with yourself. Yeah. That's essentially what we're doing. But then when you pull into a harbor, you take down your sails, you fire up your motor and you scoot around the little harbor a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right? And you feel alive. So there's a few different ways that you're traveling and that's just a real good 3D density world example of and, what we're talking about. And how do you know when your propeller is running? It's those days and those moments where you're just like, holy shit, everything just feels like it's gliding. Everything just feels easy. And I mean externally. It just, you're like, boom, 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 boom. Our work, and this is the imagery that's been coming up in the last few weeks in session, is to be able to manage when a bird hits the propeller. You know, we're able to manage when the wind picks up or rain picks up. Does the propeller all of a sudden crap out or can we still move it with ease? The bird, the rain, the elements outside of you, you know, the energy that affects the propeller is for you to be able to move through it with ease and not let it all of a sudden get jarred and turn into a into program to collapse the propeller where all of a sudden you're whoo, free diving you know nose diving down to earth and literally freezing and getting into victim waiting for someone to save you 